Happy Saturday, everybody. Happy Saturday. We have entered into our weekend. Our Saturday is almost over, but I hope that today you've been able to get some rest, not just physical rest, but rest in your soul, rest in your emotions, rest in your mental, just rest wherever you've been worrying, wherever you've been stressing. I hope that you have taken a moment just to let God speak to you. Let him talk to you. Let him minister to you. Let him build you back up. Let him soothe you. Let him calm you. Let him pour his words into you. Let him remind you of who he is in his life. That you don't have to make God be held accountable for anything. Because the makeup of him, he is accountable. He doesn't have to be reminded. He is, he will keep his word because he is his word. So no matter what you brought into your weekend that you dealt with during the week, just know that God has an answer. He has a solution for whatever you're dealing with. It's going to happen. But the thing with us, just because we're human, I believe that human part of us, we have to know. We have to be in control. We have to know what's behind door number one. We have to know what's behind curtain number two before we can make a move, before we can lay down and rest at night. We have to know that everything is A, B, C, D. We have to know that every T is crossed, every I is dotted. We just have to know that or we won't, we won't be okay. But God reminds us that we have to walk by faith and not sight. We have to walk by faith only, not by what we see, not by what we can put our hands on. We have to be able to trust God at the wheel. We have to be able to go to sleep on the boat. We have to know that Jesus, he is in control. Jesus gave us, he wants us to move and to breathe and to live by his Holy Spirit. And when we live by his Holy Spirit, we are self-controlled. We can control our feelings. We can control our emotions. And we don't let our emotions and our feelings get the better of us. Why? Because we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. So let me just reassure you as I am reassuring myself that no matter what it is that is before you, no matter what it is, God has the final say. God is there speaking to you, wanting to speak to you. He's there to hold you by your hand. Don't let his hand go. Don't let his promises go. Don't let his word get too far away from you. Because if, you, if you're overtaken by what's in front of you, God can't get the glory. God can't be in control if we let the problem or what it may not even be a problem. It may be a decision that you have to make. It may be a decision that I have to make. But we can't let that thing take control of us 
where we lose focus. And that focus is on Christ. That focus is he gave his only son for us so that not only our bodies could be healed or healed, but that everything that's out of whack emotionally and mentally can be restored, that it can be at its best. God gave me that revelation. He said, I didn't only allow my son to die for your physical healing, but I allowed him to die so that everything in you that's messed up, that's sick, that it would be healed. And our emotions need to be healed. Our mental status needs to be healed because you know what? Statistics show and research shows that when we're messed up emotionally and mentally, it messes up our physical body. So this is all good news today on this beautiful Saturday. I've gotten some rest. I've ran some errands and I've just tried to remember that God is in control that he wants to be in control. He wants to give us that answer that we seek. He wants us to open, he wants us to walk through that open door that he has for us. He wants us to stand back away from the temptations that the enemy, that the adversary would bring. And those temptations could be to walk through a door to accept a job that's not for you. To take, to put your name on the dotted line to sign for a car that you can't afford to pay for. To move into a residency that you can't afford to pay for. Those are the doors, some of the doors that God may want us not to walk into. Make sure that God himself has opened that door of opportunity. One thing, a nugget that God gave me back in 2007, he said some opportunities, some opportunities, are worth passing by. <clears throat> so today, just know that everything, <clears throat> excuse me, that presents itself as an opportunity may be worth passing by. In the famous words of my sissy do, she'll say in a minute, no thank you, I'll pass. How gracious that sounds. No thank you, I'll pass. So today, let me remind you once again that whatever is in front of you, it's so imperative that we know that whatever is in front of us, God wants us to conquer it. God wants to get the glory out of it. No matter what it is on your job, in your family, in your relationship, with your children, in your community, in your church, God wants to get the glory no matter what it is. God wants to get the glory out of it. God wants to be the one that we praise about it, that we worship about it, that when it's all over, said and done, he's the one that we're bowing down before. He's the one that we're clapping our hands to. He's the one that we're doing a little two-step in the name of Jesus Christ because of what he did because of how he held us and kept us through danger seen and unseen, how he healed our bodies, how he kept our children safe, how he snatched us out of the hand, out of the mouth of the fowler, how he took, how he took us and he turned us back 
into the right direction. How he humbly and lovingly and so we're full of care that he placed us back on the straight and narrow pathway when really he didn't have to do it. If he judged us by our disobedience, he didn't have to do any of these great things for us, but he did only because that's the makeup of who he is. He's God. He's God alone. There's no one else like him that can do what he can do, that can heal like he can heal, that can save us like he can save us, who can redeem us like he can redeem us, who can put us back together. Nobody but him, nobody but God. And again, like I always say, that's not what I came on here to say. What I wanted, <clears throat> what I wanted to remind you of is this. It cost you and I too much to go back. I thank God for allowing people to be in my inner circle, and there are not many that add to me, that build me up. And one of one of those precious, one of those precious people is my sissy do. And she's the younger one, but she's full of wisdom and she's she's full of, of knowledge. And from time to time, when we're having a conversation, God will drop a nugget in her. He'll drop a word of wisdom in her. And so we were having a conversation a few days ago and we were just talking about the goodness of God and we were talking about how God delivered us from some stuff. And she said, you know, I was just, I don't know if she told me she was driving down the street or she was in the grocery store, wherever she was. And she said, I just thought about, she said she looked at a certain thing or whatever and it reminded her of a horrible time in her life and she said i just she said i couldn't do nothing but just shake my head and laugh she said because i thought about how messed up i was back then and i told her i said that was just god showing you that he's healed you that he's restored you back to where you were before the hurt, before the grief, before the shame, before the embarrassment, before everybody in the whole wide world knew that your life was in shambles, God wanted to show you that he has restored you back to your rightful place. And our rightful place is to walk in peace is to walk with a sound mind and to walk in forgiveness and to walk with our shoulders squared, to walk with our head held high in him and to walk with our chest stuck out because God is who he is and he's faithful to restore us back to our rightful place in him before the messed up relationship before the torment on your job, before all of the drama in your family, you were in your rightful place because you hadn't went through nothing. You were in your rightful place. Your mind was intact. Your heart was intact. But oh, here came, here came that adversary to bring havoc, to bring 
dissensions, to bring uh, contention, to bring strife, to bring stress, to bring hatred, to bring backbiting and, and, and manipulation, and to bring all types of sexual immorality, to just mess your world up. Before all of that came, you were sound. You could think straight, you could see straight, you could hear straight, you had peace, you could walk in joy, didn't nothing bother you, but the cares and the stresses and the worries and the woes of life came upon you, and before you knew it, all hell had broke loose in your life. And you went through bouts of uh, being out of control emotionally and mentally. You may have went through wanting to take your own life. You may have went through times when you couldn't pull yourself up out of the bed to go to work, to take care of your children. You had to go into the other room so your children didn't see you cry. They didn't know what you were going through. They didn't know that the absentee parent wasn't really there. You had to lie to them and tell them, Oh, daddy just, he, he's just, he went to work. You had to tell him that, oh, he's over to grannies. Oh, you had to tell him that, oh, he's just outside working on the car. And don't get it twisted. It happens to men too. Men have to tell their children that, oh, mommy will be right back. Oh, mommy didn't come home last night because she was taking care of grandma. Don't get it twisted. There are just as many women who do it to men as there are men that do it to women. So before the cares of life came, before your heart was broken into a million pieces, you were okay. But then God wants to come in and he wants to restore you. He wants to restore me. He wants to build us back up. Why? Because that's our rightful place in him. His son Jesus died for our peace of mind. He died so our emotions would be right, that they would be healthy, that they would be tender, sensitive to hearing the Lord's voice and not the voice of man that will come to speak words of calamity and damnation upon us. God is just a good God, but I call him love. And I want to say to you on this Saturday afternoon, this Saturday evening, that it costs you too much to go back. And my sissy do said, she said, if you tally up everything that you have and you go back, you don't have enough that's going to be able to sustain you and pay you if you go back. It costs too much. If you go back, it's going to cost you your heart. If you go back, it's going to cost you your rest at night. If you go back, you're going to have to put your children back into that same environment. If you go back, you're going to have to continue to follow her and see where she's going. I'm talking to the men. You're going to have to follow her at night. You're going to have to monitor her phone calls. You're going to have to monitor, drive by her job and see if she's really at work. Is her car there? You're going to have to get in touch with her girlfriend and hey, 
Is Brenda Jean with you? Oh, well, she said she was going with you to the movies tonight. You're going to have to do too much. It's going to cost you your health. You're going to have to put out too much money for prescription drugs if you go back. If you go back, it might cost you your sanity. If you go back, it may get you in a place with God where you don't need to be. You're going to get in trouble with God. Because just like, just like God, if just like he did when he wanted to lead the people out, and he led them out of, he led them out of all of the, the transgression. He led them out of all of the, the, the uh, bad places that they were in when they were over here in Egypt. But then when they brought them, when God saw fit to bring them out, then they wanted to complain and do all of this, and they would have rather stayed where they were. Why do we cry? about something that God brought us out of that was so horrible for us. Why are we perplexed? Why are we questioning, do we need to go back? When the thing that, that God brought us out of was so dark, it cost us sleep at night. Why do we worry about? Why do we contemplate? Why do we go back to the altar saying, God, do you want me to go back? God, do you want me to take that job back? God, do you want me to go back and and and, and get back together with that family member that, that does nothing but cause strife and cause stress and confusion in the family? Do you want me to go back to going to go pick them up? Do you want me to go back to being the one to fry the chicken dinners on a Sunday? When you know, when you know just as good as I do, that if you team back up with that family member, it's only gonna drag you back into a place where now everybody's burdens are on you. Everybody's stresses are on you. You're not gonna be able to function as the man or the woman of God that he's called you to be because he's not calling you to go back to that. He wants you to remain and know that he's still in control. When we contemplate going back, it's really because we feel like God's not working fast enough to get us to where we really need to be. So we start wondering, do I need to go back? Do I need to rethink the decision after all of what God brought you out of? After all of what God brought me out of, we have the nerve to say, God, do you want me to go back? But guess what? God knows that that's the human side of us. God knows that sometimes we kind of teeter-totter. He knows that sometimes we kind of, you know, want to get straddled. We straddle the fence. God knows this. But because he loves us so much, he pats us on our shoulder. He rubs us. He lets us know, I love you. I'm still here. I'm still here. Just wait on me just a little bit longer. I know you think you're not going to ever get to the promise, but one option that you do not have is going back. And it's not always about going back into a relationship. It could be not going back to a wrong mindset. It could be not going back to the words that we use. It could be things like that. So it's not always going back into a relationship. We have to begin to think bigger. We have to begin to think deeper because that's where those hidden things are that need to be healed, that God needs to put his hand on it and he needs to heal it. He needs to bring it back to life. And some things inside of us that God has closed, he shut down shop. He wants it to, he wants it to stay shut down. He it, it don't even need to be a sign that says gone fishing because that's an that is an indication that we might be back. 
No more gone fishing signs. Nuh-uh. Shop closed permanently. Yeah. So this is all good news today. I hope that I have said something to you that has encouraged you. I thank God for my sissy do that speaks words of wisdom even when she's not aware of it. I want to thank God for using people in my life that have helped me and held me, held me up, made me be accountable to the call that's on my life. Not to go back to certain things, not to think a certain way, not to speak certain things. I thank God for that. And I say to you, and I say to me, that better, greater, it is sooner, not later. I keep saying it. We're right on the brink of our breakthrough. Don't give up. Don't give in. Throw in the towel on throwing in the towel. That's not an option any longer. God loves you. He loves me. Today is Saturday. It's not Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But you can still find somebody to be a blessing to just because. Surprise them and say, oh, I just wanted to do this just because. And then watch and see how that makes you feel. Pass this podcast to two people that you know need encouragement and that don't mind hearing what God has to say through this little old country girl. So you all pray for me. I'm going to continue to pray for you. I'm so humble that you will take the time to listen to me, what God has to say through me. Be blessed. And until next time, I love you. Bye-bye. Thank you.